with music has has really been about relationships. Uh, we do a lot of house concerts, which are a concert in somebody's living room, and uh, we've just made a lot of new friends uh, out out on the road, um, all over the country, doing doing those those types of concerts. But no artist really operates independently. Um, we all rely on our family, our friends, other musicians, um, supporters. You know, we, we try to be cool like the movies and give you a bit of a preview of what's to come. And so we're going to do that a little bit this semester. On February the 6th, uh, Jenny and Tyler are going to be our guests here in chapel. And if you've not heard of them, uh, they have become very close to us, and they, they're based in Nashville, but they come through from time to time, and we always try to get them because they always make a great impact here in chapel. They usually play Common Grounds while they're here and several other events around the area. So I hope that you'll be aware of that. But today, we have a fantastic guest who I'm excited about because he's not only a guest here, but also he's going to do the Academy for Leader Development lecture tomorrow night, and he's uh, meeting with the president in the morning, and he's got a lot of appointments while he's here in Waco, and he's also a close friend of mine for the last several years. You know, all of us really like to hear stories, and we like to hear kind of the beginning and the middle and the end, and it's kind of part of our culture to want to know a little bit more about story. So, for instance, if I'm going to look at a passage in the Old Testament, I'm one of the kind of people who, who wants to say, okay, tell me a little context here. Why would the Israelites be in this particular situation, and why would God need to bless them in this way? And maybe you're that way as well. And today, our guest is going to share with us a story. But let me start the story. Way back in the year 2000, which is a long time ago for you guys, I know, I moved to Waco, Texas. And I'm not a native Texan at all. How many of you are not native Texans? Now, you don't have to be all excited about it like that. You know we're outnumbered by the Texans, right? <laughs> we're like big time outnumbered by the Texans. So not being a native Texan, I do see a Braves hat over there, though, and my wife is from Atlanta, so <laughs> that's where we go when we go home is Atlanta. And so uh, not being a Texan, I moved here because I felt like God was calling me to this place, and some of you may have done the same. You moved here to go to college, and it's just a fact that on any given Monday or Wednesday, you could sit down in chapel and sit beside someone, and just the fact that you have that relationship with that person may change the course of your life. And in 2004, I graduated from Truett Theological Seminary, and Baylor allowed me to work at this great place with this great program called Chapel. And in 2005, I came across a Truett Seminary student who was starting for the first time, and his name was Vincent Asamoah. And Vincent and I didn't just kind of pass and cross paths sitting in a chapel service like this and never speak again. Instead, something clicked and he became one of my dearest friends. And Vincent was here living alone, and we were able in the next few weeks to get his wife, Doreen, and his three children to come to Waco all the way from Kumasi, Ghana. And he's got an older daughter named Ama, who's in high school, and then he's got Kwame, just a little younger than Ama, and then Afia is his youngest daughter. And they all came here, and they went to school over at Texas Christian Academy, and he finished his degree at Truett Seminary. And if you fast forward in the story to 2008, 
my wife and my kids and I got to sit with his wife and his kids and watch Vincent graduate from Truett Theological Seminary with a Master's of Divinity degree. And you got to know that in that span of three or four years, his kids had played in my yard with my kids. And he'd sat in my living room, and they'd all sat at our table, and we'd all eaten together. And I'm happy to report that in 2013, over the past five years, my kids and my family and my wife and I have gotten to go to Ghana on multiple occasions and play in his yard with his kids and sit at his table and eat and sit in his living room and be family and community together. And I think on any given day, you might be sitting beside someone who might be family to you. Vincent's story changed my life and changed my story. And my hope is that today, Vincent's story will change your life and change your story as well. And so we're going to do something a little differently this morning. I'm going to ask Vincent to come out. We're going to welcome him, and then we're going to pray over him before he tells us his story. So will you welcome Vincent Asamoah to the stage? Every summer, Vincent hosts Baylor students in Ghana, and this summer will be no different. He will host Baylor students who already are planning to come to Ghana and be with him. He loves Baylor students, and I will tell you, he loves you enough that he got on a plane and flew all the way from Ghana here to talk to you this morning. So will you join me collectively and pray in silence as I pray aloud? We'll pray over him, and then he'll share his story with us. God, I am grateful that you've brought Vincent this far. And God, I'm grateful that this time in chapel together is, will now and forever be part of his story, the story of your work in his life. God, we pray for Vincent. We pray for his family. We pray for Doreen, his wife, and his three children. And God, we pray for all of the many thousands of kids and adults, coaches, who continue to be impacted by the ministry that Vincent is involved in back in Ghana. And we pray for them even today as it's afternoon there. We pray that they feel your presence. And God, will you continue this good work that you began in Vincent so long ago? And we pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Good morning. How is everybody doing? Good. Yes, just like Ryan said, I graduated in December 2008. And I felt that God was calling me to go back home and work. Before then, I had a job offer to stay here in the U.S. and work with my family. But I felt that God was calling me to go back home to begin a new ministry. I grew up playing soccer. I know the rules. I understand the game very well. But I felt that God was calling me to go home and start a basketball ministry. A game I didn't know very well. I was not playing basketball at the time. But I felt beyond reasonable doubt that that, that was what God wanted me to go back home to do. Back home in Kumase, where I come from, we have more than one million people in the city. But before I came to Truett, there were only two basketball courts in the whole city. And the two basketball courts 
were for the Lebanese community in the city. So when I said that I was going back home to start this basketball ministry, I knew the constraints that were there. I don't play the game. I don't, stand the, I don't understand the game. And there were not courts back there for people to even play on. But I felt that that was what God wanted me to do. So I was ready to go back and do exactly that. In May of 2009, when my children ended the school year, we flew back to Ghana. And as soon as I got back home, I started telling people what I was going to do. Some were confused about me, thinking that there was something wrong with me. Because when I went back home, some churches came to me and asked me to come and pastor those churches. But I told them that God was calling me into a new ministry. So they were confused. And in fact, somebody even went to my wife to tell her that, why don't you advise your husband to stop hanging out with children and get some work to do so that he can make money to support you and your children? But my wife told him, a pastor colleague, my wife told him, I'm fully behind him for whatever he is doing, so don't worry about him. He is doing what God wants him to do. So I got home for between me and September. I could not even get one person who signed up to come and work with me. Then one day God gave me an idea that I should go to the church and make an appeal. So in the morning, I dressed nicely and then took a backpack and put two basketballs basketball pants, Bela t-shirt, and baseball cap in the backpack. Just before I was introduced, I went outside and dressed like a basketball player with two basketballs in my hand. I came out and asked them a question. That in this country, what one event can bring up to 50,000 people together at one place for three hours. And everybody said, soccer. I said, yes, you are right. Soccer, when there is going to be a big game, sometimes people can go to the stadium as early as 6 o'clock in the morning to wait for a game that will start at 3 p.m. They will go and queue in the morning at 6 a.m. and buy a ticket to go and wait Rain or shine, they will sit down and wait till 3 p.m. when the game starts. So if people are so much interested in sports, why don't we take the gospel to them? If we want to sit down here and wait for them to come, they won't come. So if we are serious and we want to do what God wants us to do, then let's take the gospel to them where, where they are. So all that I'm doing is that I want to take the gospel to them on the field. So anybody who feels called to do what I'm doing, what I'm talking about, get on board 
and let's work together. That day, 13 people signed up to work with me. When they signed up, we needed to train them. And I spoke to a friend who graduated from Truett Seminary. She came to Ghana, stayed with me for seven months, and trained 35 young men and women. Now we have a team of coaches who work with me. When she came, I went to one of these Lebanese communities and asked them if I could use their court. They graciously granted me permission to use the court. So we started on their court. Then, over a period of time, my good friend Mark Weibel of Highland Baptist Church uh, organized people from his church, a full complement of a construction crew, came down to Ghana and helped us to build our own basketball court, which we have named Weibel Arena, named after my good friend Mark Weibel. And now we have our own basketball court. Every summer, Mark and his team come to Ghana for us to organize basketball camp for children in the community. And when they go back, we continue with eight weeks league where we have teams, boys and girls, that play against each other. And it's an amazing experience for me to see what God is doing. That every time they are on holidays, he organize camps for them. And it's so amazing how the children come to play for us to get the opportunity to minister to them. Not only that, a school has opened their doors for me. That I go there every week, Monday through Friday. They have more than 500 children that we get to share the word of God with every single week. Monday through Friday. They take turns to come. Each class has one hour period. And we begin the first 15 minutes, we share the word of God with them. And then the remaining 45 minutes, we play with them, give them time to come to us, make friends with us, and tell us their stories. Not only that, just about two weeks before I came here, three public senior high schools and one teacher training college have granted us the permission to use their basketball courts. Now, some senior high schools have basketball courts. So, three schools and one teacher training college, they have given us permission to come and use the court, not for the students, not for the senior high school students, but for children within the communities to come and play during school days. So the nearby schools will come during school days to play. And if we're able to get all the four centers running, every single the four centers that we have approved to use, if we get them together with the existing one, then every single week, we will have 1,500 children to share the word of God with. An amazing experience. A great opportunity for us to spend time with children, to share the word of God with them. 
and to let them tell us their stories so that we can also help them to become better people. Yes, whenever we meet, we tell them that we want, to, we want them to become good basketball players, better basketball, we want them to become better people by building relationships with Jesus Christ. You may be here listening to me. You know how to play basketball. You have some talent that is dormant. You are not doing anything with it. And you think it's of no use. I want to encourage you today that find something to do with your time. Find something to do with your talent. Yes, you are blessed to be at Bela, a very good school with wonderful professors, getting quality education. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? Not many people have the privilege and the opportunities that you have. Not many people have the quality education that you have. What are you doing with it? If you are here and you think you know how to play basketball and you want to help, I'm inviting you. You can come to Ghana for one week, for two weeks, for three weeks. I have a place for you to stay for one month, up to one year. You can come and join us to play with kids so that we can share the word of God with them. I've been doing this work mainly with my own resources. As a matter of fact, it hasn't been easy doing all that I do. But God in his own wisdom, last April brought in people from FCA who heard about what I'm doing. Five people came to Ghana to see what I'm doing and they were so excited. They were so much encouraged to see what I'm doing that when they came back, we continued with our conversation till last November when they brought a partnership agreement for us to sign. So from here on Friday, I'm going to Kansas City, Missouri to meet with some FCA top officials for us to finalize the partnership and then they will come in and support me. I'm very much thankful to God for that opportunity because it hasn't been easy. And I know that even as this opportunity is coming, it's even going to help us to go beyond the boundaries of Ghana so that we can go out, share the word of God through the game of sports. Again, I, don't, I do not only do basketball, but I'm also involved with an orphanage back home in Ghana where every summer Bela students come. Some work with me in the basketball program and others work in the orphanage. All Nations Orphanage has become part of my family. There are 45 children in the home. The first time I went there, I felt that God wanted me to become part of that community. So every time I go there to spend time with the kids, yes, they are poor. They don't have parents. But you know what? They have Jesus Christ because we have shown to them how much Jesus loves them. 
how much God cares about them. And because of that, we are bringing them up in the fear of the Lord, that they will grow to become responsible adults. If you feel that God wants you to be part of that community, you are welcome to come join Bela students to come to Ghana sometime for us all to work together to reach out to these little ones so that we will bring them up in the fear of the Lord that they will grow to become responsible adults. Yes, you are here. You are a brilliant student. A good thing. You are here. You have one talent or the other. How are you using it for the benefit of other people? It is not everybody who needs to travel beyond the boundaries of the U.S. to do what God wants you to do. You can do it here in Waco. Right here in Waco, you can do something. Outside Waco, you can still do something. Even outside the state, you can still do something. You can go beyond the boundaries of U.S. to Mexico, to Canada, or Europe, or come to Africa. Specifically, you are welcome to come to Ghana to come and be part of what God is doing over there. Don't think that you cannot do anything. The little time you spend with a child, the smile, the tap on the shoulder can make all the difference in somebody's life. So if you are here, if you are listening to me this morning, I want you to know that you have so much that you can share with others. You have so much that you can share with others. Don't keep it to yourself. You can make the difference in somebody's life by going out there to share your life with someone else. I believe that God gave you the opportunity to have what you have so that you can also be an instrument of blessing to other people. I believe in you, and God believes in you. God is counting on you to go out there and share his love with other people. Don't keep it to yourself. Shall we pray together? God and our Master, we want to thank you and bless you for this wonderful opportunity that you have given to us to come together. I thank you for the opportunity that you have granted me to share part of what you are doing in my life and in the ministry that you have called me into with your people. I pray that even as your people go from here, they will continue to reflect on these things and see where you want them to go. And I pray for the spirit of obedience, that they will be obedient to your word and do what you want them to do. I thank you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. God bless you.